Bish, Bosh, Bash, we are back after another fantastic sizzling week of Premier League football. It actually was nuts. It the, was. The Sunday was crazy. They don't call it Super Sunday for nothing. They you normally do. They normally well stick. On there. Yeah, yeah. That was the least magical thing that happened. That was nuts. Um, we are back. Board draw episode number 73. Imagine doing magic for Roy Keane. That guy. But he actually looked happy. I know. He's you know what like, I liked it? They were yeah, joking around with like the, the cameras crew. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, we're back. It's been a week. I don't know. It's been some time. It's but football's time. coming thick and fast now because it's December. It's the Christmas period. We've Shout got midweek out football. Everyone who donated for us and on November cause... The remnants are here. Yeah, the beards are trying to level They're out. They're going to slowly fade away. I yeah. just haven't had the time to shave. Nah, neither have I. The beards are leveling themselves out. Yeah, you'll be back to seeing our uh, us as normal as the regular. Mad, but yeah, shout out everyone. Shout out for the love. But yeah, this weekend threw up a whole plethora of interesting games. Probably some that um, we didn't expect. But I'm highlighting Liverpool fans of Fulham. Didn't expect that to be as exciting as it was. Burnley, Sheffield United. Yeah, there's some talking points. There Where are do you some talking start? points. Let's start with the big game of the weekend we have Man City 3 Spurs Hotspur 3 mad I was expecting Spurs to get slapped they're off no, the back of three losses in a row no Van de Ven no Christian Romero no matters how can you play a back line of Pedro Porro who is actually alright to be fair but Emerson Royale and Ben Davies against and then Udogi against, against the <sighs> team who just done the triple and the treble they was we talking about this. Uh, they were talking about this after the game and how the first half performance from Spurs was like suicidal, and then it kind of leveled out. Apparently, Ange got them in at half time and was like, "Why you all? You got to do it in the Australian accent. You fucking stupid cunt! <laughs> Why are you guys doing it? Why are you playing like that? Yeah, and he got them, and he got them believing in themselves. Apparently, he was just like, "You can, you can do this. You, you're overthinking it all." And I, they came out the second half. Still a couple of wobbly moments, a couple of lax passes from the defence, but... Emerson Real. I reckon, second half, they dominated the middle of the pitch. They were so good. For me, we spoke, We said this last weekend on the pod. We said that this is the ideal game for Spurs to bounce back after a couple of iffy results. We obviously knew the minute they lost Madison, they lost Basuma, they lost Romero, they lost uh, Van der Ven. That is the spine of their team. Mm-hmm. Bar Vicario and Son up top, that is the spine of their team. Mm. And they had um, Wolves, um, Villa, Aston Villa, yes, uh, Chelsea, and Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea was the one where they lost all half those players. And then, yes, and they had a few bad results, sort of to be expected. But in those games, there was performances like in the Aston Villa game. I'd say they were the better team. Unlucky to lose. Kulisevsky was really good in that game for me. Um, Wolves, they obviously lost in the last minute, so they were unlucky there. And the Chelsea's game, suicidal football, but they came out of it with plaudits. So they haven't had bad performances. They've just... I think the start of the season was them overachieving. They're kind of bouncing out now, and the injuries is making that worse. Up to them. But it's, it's, it's an upward trajectory now. But... A performance like that against the best team in the world, they didn't play like the best team in the world, but, and we'll get on to that, but yeah, if I was Spurs, I'd come out, come out of that game buzzing, mate. Yeah, it was great. Um, Lo Celso, Giovanni Lo Celso, was his second start in a row? Yeah, I've got a note here that Big Ange's man management doesn't get enough credit. He gets all the credit for this kind of high-line attacking football, 
but he's got like a, and I think that comes with him being like a lovely Aussie guy likeable guy yeah he's got like a man management situation that's clearly working where players that aren't in the first 11 like Lacelso, like Emerson Royale like Ben Davies who are they were starters and now they're not he's got them back in the team playing his football and they're loving it and I think yeah testament to him for managing to come in as a new guy kind of unproven but get all these not necessarily big names but get all these kind of players on side that might not they might throw up a fuss but can no, I, he's can I just say something right. yeah the and I can, I can attest to this myself as a player or a fan of a team I thought you were calling yourself a player then. I am a player come on but um, if you have gone through the likes of Jose Mourinho Nuno Espirito Santos um, Antonio Conte Gareth Ainsworth football and then you bring in someone who plays exciting football believing yourself football press yeah. football unlocks the creative players in your team and mate who doesn't want to play for that I'm That's seeing that facts. I want to go play for QPR at the minute under Marty come on do you know what I mean shout out, shout it's amazing what yeah. that can do it's a whole it's a whole flip yeah so, that yeah, is true and there are going to be players like probably Lacelso who saw the way that Jose was playing the way that Conte was playing oh I'm not going to fit in those systems true but and it's great it's great and to be an attacking player that's what you want you unleash the freedom of these players and you will reap the rewards they are good enough there's a reason they're playing at this level true for me Spurs rode their luck at times but I think that's what they're going for they are going to ride their luck at times yeah and that is all part of having this high press, this high line. Yeah, a combination of having that high line and having like just an, a bit of a shit defence. Like, you're going to ride your luck. Yeah. That's what it comes. I want to touch on the point where you're saying creative freedom and kind of expressing yourself. That's where players want to play. I was going to talk about this later, but what's going wrong at City? Are they becoming too robotic, too, too un- Un- uncreative is that non-creative uncreative I don't know too are they, boring are they lo- yeah too boring are they losing this kind of personality that these players have Foden we, like we say all the time one of the most gifted players in world football um, Julian Alvarez Jack Grealish came to Man City one of the most creative players in the Premier League Doku he's probably not had that drilled out of him just yet but these players are full of creativity Shao Cancelo is an example of someone that Maybe that's why he beefed Pep. Maybe he wanted to express himself a bit more on the pitch. And Pep was like, fuck that, you're getting out of the team. There was a really weird quote from a Spanish uh, journalist about Jao Cancelo. I can't remember what it was, but it was about him like stropping basically and saying like, if he's shit, he's really shit. And if he's good, he's the best. And that was basically it. But for me... What's I, going on at Your City? point is very valid. I think Thanks, man. this game, if it gets replayed five times, City win four of them, and it's about 6-0. Mm. Because... Harlan missed a few cities this game. Mm. Um, I think there were other Stupid City players. You... I had a bet for him to have a shot on target, plus loads of other stuff. Everything. All the other stuff came yeah. in. He did have a shot on target. Yeah, for me, I don't know. We said this. Uh, Pep does. He he drills the individuality out of players. Yes. Unless you're like a like a central midfielder like De Bruyne, who is gonna he allows to charge through the middle of the pitch. He's gonna want his. He doesn't want his wide players. Mm being like Ronaldinho there's only certain players that Pep allows kind of proper freedom you're Messi. talking Messi you're talking De Bruyne maybe I was thinking maybe like Joshua Kimmich but not maybe even maybe Muller yeah there's like very specific players and 
this this City team for me looking in and I see this on the timeline even City fans are saying this now you kind of and maybe this plays into the fact that the stadiums aren't always full when Pep's calling out the lack of atmosphere it's because people find City a bit boring now oh mate they are they are boring um, and for me their team is missing a bit of bite a bit of ferocity they don't have that person I feel in that team at the minute who stands up and and wants to be accounted for they don't have mm. that Vincent company even that, that Aguero that aggressiveness is that not Rodri though but he's not he's, he's not, having a mad I, I want to talk about Rodri a little expose but for me he's not he's not an aggressive player Oh, I think he is. I don't think he is as aggressive as as everyone thinks. He I is. think he's uh, like he is their main guy when he wants to be. He's Champions nowhere final near winner. the leader level of a uh, uh, Fernandinho. Mm. Nowhere oh. near. Yeah. Uh, that's what I feel. This City team is lacking for me is leaders. Haaland for me isn't a leader at the top of the pitch. He wants to float around and be unnoticed, so mm. he can then do what he does best. And hit you when you're when you're leaving for a second. So what, Gundogan? Him leaving? Gundogan's probably. massive for me. Mm. I think even someone like Riyad Mahrez mm. is a big loss. Um, yeah, I don't know. And they've got like Ake, Akanji, even Guardiola. I don't see these players. Guardiola was shit. I don't see these players as people who are going to marshal a defence. No. And maybe that's just me doing him a discredit. Ruben Diaz not having the best season. No. John Stones obviously he's been. I want to touch on Jen, uh, Jen Stones. John Stones. So, but yeah, for me, there's a lack of leadership. There's a lack of clear leadership figures mm. in this team. People who want City to just be a bit more aggressive, a bit more ferocious. I like that Haaland was getting angry at the referee for blowing the whistle, which we'll talk about. I like, I like those things. But has the fire, has the fight gone from City? I don't know. Well, that's what Roy Keane was saying. That is like. As much as they might say they're as hungry as ever, when you win three prems in a row, when you win the treble, it's only natural to not be as hungry. You might put on an act and be like, "No, we want four in a you're row." Never gonna say, you're but never, like, what is you're never going to turn around and say, "Yeah, don't know, we might, might take, we might take it off. easy this yeah. year." Yeah, no, you yeah, exactly. But I think there is uh, like a point in that that once you've won it three times, you've done the treble. Like unless you do the quadruple, which is mental the motivation will dip. And I think that, coupled with... I think John Stones... I've slandered De Bruyne, so I'm not going to say he's a massive miss. But he is a big miss, having that kind of... His ability to just... like in He's this a game, game winner. He's a game if changer. If they had De Bruyne, Harley would have scored about five. Yeah. Just straight over that high line from De Bruyne. But uh, De Bruyne to the side, I think John Stones is a huge, huge miss. Because they're playing Rodri alongside makeshift players you put in Rico Lewis there who I don't think is good enough you put in a Kanji at centre mid who I don't think is good enough and I think John Stones is perfect in that role because he is he's a defender technically but he's got all I the passing range switched so, on as well. yeah, so switched on he's a big miss in that role I think Rodri at the moment is looking a little bit lost by himself I don't know if it's because he's not really got a relationship with who's, who he's getting shoved alongside with but yeah I think he's just not having the kind of same effect that he did when he was alongside John Stones like in that Champions League final Rodri and John Stones together were fucking you're not getting past that and then if you do you've got that back line it's kind of what Arsenal got at the moment you you struggle to get past Declan Rice but if you do get past Declan Rice you've got that back you've got line you've got Saliba and Gabriel but now you're catching Man City on, on the transition easy you saw in the Champions League RB Leipzig were 2-0 up in like half an hour catching uh, Ruben Diaz cold in this game Son caught Doku tracking back bad so 
City, they just seem easier to play. I saw a stat. Last four games, they've conceded 11 goals. That's not Man City. <laughs> it's, I, I, I saw as well, Man United right? in the last five games. Oh, yeah, they're fucked. 100 shots. That's fucked, yeah. We'll talk about that's Man United. That's nuts. But yeah, but yeah, for me... When have you ever heard City four games in a row, uh, in four games to concede 11? I think... <laughs> no winning three in the Prem. If we go back to this What's going time on? last year, or maybe just a little bit before... Yeah. We would be. We were saying the same things. Yeah, that's the we fucking were, boring we were saying, bit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, our City better off without Haaland. And like... We need to remember this. We need we need to look back because <laughs> yeah, history yeah. has a tendency to repeat itself. When they start getting going, yeah. Arsenal were top of the league. The only difference this season is that Liverpool are again. actual competitors. Yeah. And I don't think they're near know. their best. No, I want to talk about oh, Liverpool after. And yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah. But for me, Man City, they're never going to be more than five points away from the top. Yeah, that's, that's a scary thing for everyone else is that they haven't won a Premier League game in three games. And they're three, but points, they're, they're three points off top. And yeah, so that's a scary thing is that you can never count them out as much as we say, what's wrong with City? Not a lot. So the the thing is, they have the best manager in the world. They have the best striker in the world. They have one of the best goalkeepers in the world. They have some of the best depth in the world. Then, Although that depth is a little bit wobbly at the moment. I saw like, in my opinion, when you bring in Rico Lewis on, I think the bench was like Oscar Bob, who I rate, but like, he's not... A, he's unproven. He's unproven. I think you've got Calvin Phillips who... This isn't going to get on the pitch. Useless. I think you're playing two... I think they had both Carson and whoever the other Don is. Ortega. Both of them on the bench. So the, the bench gonna, is a little bit... The problem is... Apart from Grealish, you would haven't you got any, like, this slump come there. after January where, you know, if they, if they sell off Calvin Phillips for 45 million, yeah. who they're going to bring in, and they get rid of some other Deadwood, I don't know. But they're going to probably spend a little bit more money. I don't know what their impending financial implications are that's but facts if they're they not top go of the league, or go home. yeah I was going to say if they're not top of the league come January they'll see that as fucking let's go out and spend and get top of the league sorted. but yeah I think for Spurs it's a fantastic result it's a real it could be the end to this slump if they can if they yeah, build on it, it but it only means something it's that, if they build on it's it it's an end to the slump and it's just further validation that even if they're not getting points this Postacoglu style of play will get them somewhere in the not too distant future and I'm not going to say he's fortunate because he I think it's a fantastic result looking at he's put out a team yeah with Emerson Royal and Ben Davies as centre-backs against the best team in the world maybe the best team the Premier League's ever seen yeah facts do you know what I mean the only one other team has won a treble and he he played Ben Davies and fucking Emerson Royal that's nuts it's mad I, I can't even explain to you how nuts that is but I think before we finish on this game, did you see the uh, referee call at the end where he uh, stopped the game as Haaland plays a Kevin De Bruyne-esque through ball to Jack oh, Grealish? Mate, if you're a Man City fan, you're absolutely raging. My head is gone. And I would, and I agree with that. I think it's a mistake from the referee. I'll be doing a Haaland. Have you seen some of the still shots of Haaland shouting? I like the, the way he, after the game just like tweeted, was yeah. a WTF like... WTF indeed, referee. It, it, it's, it's a ter- it's a bad mistake. Yeah, who's, it's a bad mistake. Oh, but the, Bobby the, Madley is that the ref? He had really good game as well, though. Yeah, yeah, really good game. And it's and it's annoying that one thing like this contained your whole. It was so game. bad. But this is this isn't just this isn't like a mid-table battle. This is a this could be the difference between Man City being on level points with Arsenal. Well, yeah, this is or, exactly the point you made against the, for the Arsenal, and not the like some decisions are more important than other decisions depending on who's playing but the implication the implication you're talking hundreds of millions of pounds as well so maybe some are more important 
Well, it's like when uh, Aston Villa. Well, there's a reason that the biggest, against the, the, who was it? Someone had a goal that was past the line but didn't count, and then Aston Villa stayed up in the Prem. Oh, that was Watford. Sh- yeah, that's mi- hundreds of millions of pounds. Like the repercussions of well, these that, decisions. There's a reason why the biggest refs and the most experienced refs get to referee the biggest games because the, so, implications the bigger are games are more important yeah. and that's just the being, that's the nature of football that's why teams try and get to play in the big game exactly so like but, the Newcastle Arsenal decision is huge this one is huge you're making big mate, Liverpool errors Spurs, in big games Liverpool Spurs that are like the, the worst one yeah so, far is, so bad for me the main issue is is the fact that we've seen it in the last few seasons players playing through and continue to play when they've been they're not they are offside but the referee won't put it up to the guys mm. won't call it to the last minute they're risking injury we've seen players do their hammies chasing the ball because even though it's offside yeah because the linesman won't put the flag up to the last minute they've been instructed to do that so why wasn't this called yeah. to the last minute there is no uh, it's ridiculous they should have let the play on he let him play on and then called it back late yeah so if you haven't seen it go watch it but Harlem gets fouled and stays on his feet he plays the advantage play on so Haaland sees Jack Grealish make a run onside he's in his own half at this point nice through ball over top Jack's one on one the ref has played on sees Jack is one on one calls it back so poor so poor seen a lot of people saying oh yeah but he wasn't even near the goal he he, like didn't oh no 100% Jack Grealish is missing that chance in my opinion but But yeah that's irrelevant it doesn't matter at all I mean it's ridiculous. It's poor. I think the referee... It shows a lack of ball knowledge from the referee. The referee has made a massive error. Yeah. But I don't know... They haven't come out and cleared it up yet, but I don't know whether he's thought that... I think they have. I think they've Jack just put Greenish it down to a fouled, human error. That Jack Grealish has fouled um, No, I think it's, just, it's come out, the PGMO have said, like, it's human error. Yeah, but they don't explain why. Oh, no, but like a human error, human error is just like... That's enough explanation. Is it, though? Is it no? Because like we need to yeah. we need to understand like what's going make, on in his fixed your job, skull. Yeah, if, yeah. if you make a mistake at your job, they ask you why did this mistake happen? This is but, yeah. where is the accountability here? And I don't there's want, none for referees. I don't want it's him crazy. to get like death threats. I don't want him to lose his job. I do, pussy. But, no, I'm joking. Shout. Out. What if, we do, if we act like that, no one's ever going to want to referee a football game again, and we're going to end up with robots. robots. Do it. I think no, no but that I takes a, then there's zero subjectivity. Then there's zero ball knowledge. Then we become like the NFL. There is, there is something needs to happen because I think our last five videos have had a VAR. Did you see? Um, what's bad. the name of the Donny in charge of the PGMOL? Howard Webb. Howard Webb. He's um, fast. He wants to fast track retired yeah. footballers to be. Who the fuck's gonna want to do that? I don't know. Do you but can't I, catch someone yet who's done like a Stephen Corker and like rinsed his bank account has got no yeah. deal left. Like in essence, the idea is good because I think a lot of the argument is that like these referees have never played football. Like they'll give like a slight touch on the shoulder as a foul. But as a, a an ex-player, you know that that's not a foul. But they don't know that because they weren't ex-players. So having ex-players in is good, but you're still going to get the same issues that these ex-players... And the referees now, they just don't have enough skill with VAR. They don't have enough exposure to it all, so they're making mistakes. Does the referee need to have more to be does the referee need to be more influenced by VAR? So does VAR need to be in the referee's ear and say, play on, play on? 
and the referee needs to instantly play it on. I don't know what the communications are like, but do you see whenever like something happens, you you get like played it's like back. twenty people shouting. Yeah, it's a mess, and you've got you've got the the people you've got one guy who's there giving them different angles to look yeah, at. Yeah, you've got like an angles man. You've got like an X. Yeah, you got like the fifth what official. What do they call the park where it is? Oh, Stockley Park. Stockley Park, yeah. So you've got the one guy who's in charge of the cameras. He's yeah, like, it's a mess. And then the guy at Stockley Park's like, oh, yeah, cover a different angle. But why has that guy not just got access to it? Why do you need two people to do that job? It makes yeah, no sense. I don't know. And so maybe... you've got one person looking for the best angle of something, and then you've got Stockley Park looking at it, reviewing it, see if it's got. Then you've got someone else like, who's there going, well, that's not a foul, or that is a foul mm. by the letter of law. Then it's going to referee. Brother, how, how many people do you need to. I'm looking at it on the screen of my house, yeah, and I can tell. They're fucking stupid, man. It's they literally. Are. Well, it, I think that's my main issue with it all. In the like, not calling them stupid, but that is it. I no, think I mean, there's just are. there's just too much stupidity. And I think what's happened is these referees have gotten a job in the '90s or the early noughties when Mate, you probably they, wouldn't. They have, started five years ago, though, like or like ten years. You ago, wouldn't sorry. have required that many kind of like technology technology skills. But now you need to be clued up on technology, angles, mathematics. Mate, the most, the most technology was the goal on technology. And that's what I'm saying. If I had my dad fucking VAR systems, he'd shit himself. And that's like these guys. It's like sixty year old men on like twenty year old uh, like R Gen technology, and they're fucking clueless. To be honest, yeah, the main like three easy fixes now off the top of my head. I've got to think of one. Maximum but- age for a VAR um, official forty. I, you're not allowed to discriminate by age, but I'm gonna. <laughs> it's like the Michael Scott in it, the age. Yeah, but this, you so, need yeah. hair on your head. I saw this game. <laughs> Bobby Madley and his two second official and third officials were all bald, and then they panned to Howard Webb, or wherever the fuck he was. He's bald, bald as well. As well yeah. What the hell is it's going like a on? Bald man alive. Maybe it's the stress making them bald, but you got a hair requirement as well. You're joking? They like they like you like. You pass your referee training, you know, exams, yeah, and then you buzz going. Yeah, it's like fucking like SAS. Yeah. yeah, come on. So they need to introduce the um, the offside technology from the yeah. Qatar World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was flawless. But how many times have we talked about VAR and Qatar World Cup? Yeah, I, I'm literally maybe none. Yeah, I can't, I can't even. Yeah, or maybe it was because we were applauding it. Needs to be less people involved. Mm. Too many cooks in the kitchen is too corporate. Fact. They're trying to do this like it's a business. And it is a business, but you're trying to review something through five different people, but give someone an answer within two minutes. Mm. It's never going to happen. It's co- it, how difficult can it be? Like they need to give some insight to behind the scenes of VAR, how this is working, why it is how it is. Because you've got you've got the most powerful fan base here in the world. You've got football fans, yeah. You've got reaches into every corner of the globe, from the richest people to the poorest people. And you're not using them to help influence, yeah. influence the development of this technology. You're only using people within the game. The worst people are within the game. Look at Seth Blatter. Look what he's done to the game. The beautiful game. Do you know what I mean? These people, they don't know. They don't understand. They think they understand because they're involved. It, that, is, that, is, that is the main issue. There VAR. Is a lack- We're talking about VAR again. Yeah, fuck VAR. Let's move on. To uh, let's talk about Liverpool. Fulham. Yeah, Liverpool four, Fulham three. What game, man? Nuts. Um, Trent. I put out an apology tweet. Did you see it? I don't know why you're apologising. I think the last couple of pods we've kind of slow, slowly worked to the decision. So I think the initial decision was that Trent is shit. We prefer Rhys James. No, 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 no. And that then, wasn't it. No, it was. And then it became. Um, we don't want either of and them. And then it became we don't want either of them. 
Now I want Trent back. It's like one of those ones where you fucking split up with your first girlfriend because you think you can do better. You try better and it's not actually better. You just want the first girl back. And Trent, I want you back, baby. <sighs> Mate, he is... He's so good at the things he's good at. Yeah. Because our that's argument... Not, like, that's not... That's not like. It sounds stupid to say that, but he really is. If you just look through our tweets, or it's my tweets, really, because I do all the embarrassing tweets, it, you can see, like, chronologically, my kind of, like, shift in mentality. Because I actually tweeted probably about a month ago, Trent is good. Uh, like, literally what you just said, Trent is amazing at what he's amazing at, but he's not so much more amazing at them than Reese is that you that don't discount... Reese James' defensive ability. Exactly. But now, I think you do. Because yeah, I but, think but you're, Trent, saying, you're saying that, but, but neither level. of them start over Trippier or Walker. Or Ben White. Sorry, Garn, our TikTok said Aaron Wambasaka. <laughs> <laughs> I replied, yeah, back Ben White and Trippier. Aaron Wambasaka, not so much, Chief. I was like, who's this guy? Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but, was it Gaffers? No. <laughs> was it Gaffers? Shout out Gaffers every time. Oh, mate. Um, but yeah. He is good. Let us know that if you want Gaffer's back on the pod. What guy? It's disgraceful that went down as an own goal. Yeah. That's where the subjectivity is coming. Don't care that it came off Leno. Just give it to Trent. Yeah. He's done all the hard work. Um, got involved late on as well. Trent, so, it, it, we, that was the last minute winner against Man City. The the goals... Equaliser. The uh, equaliser yeah. against Man City. But yeah, he's just... He's becoming more and more clutch. Like, back in his, like, prime, even though he's only, like, 24, 25, he was assisting Firmino, Salah and Mane. He wasn't, like, Yes, he was. He was one, chipping in. Yeah, he was one of the main guys. But I mean, he, there's a reason he got the like the prolets for all his free kicks because he was scoring a lot of free kicks. Yeah, right? he. But like, then he wasn't like the face of this Liverpool team. Salah was the face of the Liverpool he's, team. Once Salah leaves now, he's the face of the team. He is Mr. Liverpool now. I think he's already like Salah's having a quality season, but I think everybody knows Salah's leaving. Maybe January. And so, and Trent is kind of taking it up a notch. Him moving into midfield, he's more. He's more involved in all aspects of the play rather than just holding the right hand side and crossing it in he's involved in everything and yeah he is Mr Liverpool now and I think this kind of clutch ability that he's got is something that I don't think Rhys James has and I think this like he's durable plays most games Rhys James doesn't have that yeah he's just got X Factor mate yeah, I Simon like Cowell, I fucking yes, please. We'll, he's one of those players who, when he's enjoying his football and he's he feels he's confident in himself, yeah. he's going to thrive. He's going to be player. he's going to be the best in the Premier League, if not the world, mm. at what he does. Yeah, it's just getting that consistency, getting that constantly, and it's fine. But let's not look past the fact that they've conceded three goals to Fulham. Well, that's why I want to talk about everyone saying that they're in a title charge. I mean, they are. They're, or, what, they're two points off Arsenal. Yeah, like they are. And they would be ahead of you if they but like, didn't get screwed over in the Spurs game. Yeah, but we can say the same about Newcastle game. Fight me. Um, <laughs> I just... This is not... Um, what's the word? I was going to say feasible, but that's not the word. It's not a title pedigree team. It's not... Oh, fucking hell, what's the word? It's not... Like it's not going to last the whole season. You're not. Oh, gonna... you you can't. It's not sustainable. Sustainable. Come on. It's not sustainable to be conceding this many goals if you want to win the title. Yeah, I agree. For me, I've said this probably on this might be the tenth podcast in a row. They need to go out in January and get a DM, mate. Exactly. They need to spend big. Basically, in my opinion, and they have kind of rebuilt this team, but they've rebuilt it in a weird way where Trent 
wasn't the focus. My opinion is, like, Shabazz a great signing, McAllister, great signing, who else they signed? Endo, fine, whatever. They should have... No, Endo, not fine. They should have, before signing all of those, been like, Trent, you are playing in this midfield role, be it at right back or in starting centre mid. How this do is, we facilitate you? How do we facilitate you? What did you like about Fabinho? What do you like about Jordan Henson? Who can we get that is going to allow you to just be the main man in this team and just build the team around that. They haven't. They've been like, oh, we're losing X, Y, Z. <laughs> we lost Fabinho the last minute of the window, so we're going to replace him by putting Curtis Jones or McAllister yeah. at the DM. And it's just, they're like, oh, we'll put creativity elsewhere. You don't need creativity elsewhere when you've got Trent. Trent is the sole source of everything good at I Liverpool. I think, like, for me, I like what you're saying, they, but they Thanks, need man. to get... They're going to... For me, let's let's do a little run through their team. Alisson keep him obviously Good. great had a bit of a stinker against City out injured against um, yeah he's out for Fulham. a bit yeah oh, so, he's, oh, we'll talk about Nick Pope but he might be out for four or five months yeah I've seen uh, Ramsdale and De Gea linked I didn't say De Gea but I saw Ramsdale yeah um, but yeah so Alisson obviously keep right back is going to be a problem if they don't have Trent playing there yes but I think that's the right call don't have Trent playing there no I agree so let's they need to go in the market maybe get a right back I don't think Joe Gomez is the permanent solution but I think no, he'll do a I job I think he is that kind of ilk is what I need. I want a Ben White. I want someone that can play centre back and right back together. Mm-hmm. I want someone that's and Joe Gomez, in essence, is that he's oh, he was right back. That. Yeah, yeah. 100%. so uh, maybe it's just a case of he's fallen off, lack of confidence, not playing enough. Joe, that build. I want a big unit guy to do that role. Um, Van Dyke's having a much better season this year. Van Dyke's solid. I know they're conceding a lot more goals, but Van Dyke's having a much better season than last solid. year on his own. Um, Canate's not having the best season, but I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he's he'll fine. just get his confidence back. Massive as well, very understated, very, very good. Yeah, player. I think Matt is good. And then Robbo's out at the moment. Robbo's but he's out. Simicast, he's he well, yeah. smashed the crossbar from like 30 oh, he yards. Rowdy, yeah. I don't mind him. Yeah, I think, I he's, think all right. he's all right. Defensively, I don't think he's as good as Robertson. No, I agree. But he's really good at crossing that ball. Yeah. The main issue here then is. World class DM. A world class DM. And I think you play world class DM, Trent on the right, Subosla on the left. Yeah. I think that's your best three. And I don't want to always bring it back to Arsenal, but we are fucking good at the moment. And I. I I'd say not 80%, but like 75% of the reason we are so good and I think odds on to win the Prem is Declan Rice. Yeah. He is so special. His like defensive stats are insane. And just, it's like the amount of kind of confidence he puts on everyone behind him, around him, that even if you make a mistake, and that's what Trent needs. It needs a, you can play that pass, Trent. You could, and if it doesn't come off, I'll win the ball back. You can push forward. If you get dispossessed, I'll win the ball back. He, Trent doesn't have anyone in that Liverpool team that probably gives him that confidence like Fabinho did. You need to fill Trent with confidence to do things without the fear that every time he makes a mistake, we're going to be on the podcast calling him out because he's been exposed behind. And that is clearly what he's afraid of. And that's what I'm saying. He's getting exposed every time he makes a mistake. When is If you had a world-class DM in there, these... Um, mistakes wouldn't get exposed because that world class DM would be there sweeping it up. Yeah, and I don't know who that is, but uh, maybe I th- I've just had a little idea for a video before January. We'll do we'll, we'll take the big six, we'll take three teams each, and, and we'll signings. all suggest yeah like signings. Let's nice. get that. Um, but don't yeah. steal that idea. So and then go forward, Liverpool, Liverpool, They've Liverpool got, quality. I mean, Salah's going to be a starter. They've got Diaz probably. I think it's on the left. Yeah, and Nunez then, missing sitters all day. What a guy. But he's chaos. We like the chaos. Yeah, we love Nunez. But yeah, that, do me, you see his new hair? It's kind of like 
like double class. I saw uh, yeah. Dada Binks. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. It's weird, man. But um, I saw Nunes. <laughs> I just yeah, he's he's crazy. He's I a like funny him. guy. But yeah, Liverpool. I think there is positivity there. But uh, we're just gonna go on about it. But we need that DM. Should we? If um, you want to unlock pure Trent. Yeah. Should we wrap this up? Just speaking a little bit on Burnley. Yes, Burnley five, Sheffield United nil. I think this. I don't. I think this result almost flatters. No, it doesn't flatter Burnley. It's because Sheffield United are just that bad. Yeah, I've got a note here. Like, are they the worst Prem team ever? Because obviously we don't really remember the the shit derby team. I've seen a lot of shit Premier League. Teams. Oh, we have seen. I mean, but I like mean, you were looking at a different end of the table to where I when I yeah, that's true. Prem. But like, I can't think of any team. It's mental that they got that result against Wolves because if not, they'd be. On, I don't know how many points they'd be on, but they wouldn't be on well, a it's lot. It's not so Everton who were also tipped relegation got a ten point deduction and, and now two pretty points much fine. Yeah, like, yeah, but they're so bad. Five nil Burnley is first. Burnley, oh. but have also been by far the second worst team in the league. I think Burnley are terrible, and I saw a lot of people saying. Um, Vincent Company, congratulations, sticking by your guns, playing this possession-based football. But you've done it against... That's, yeah, that I, means nothing because me, you're playing yeah. against the shittest team ever. Sheffield United, I this this coach Sheffield United team, I do not think would finish in the top six in the championship. No, I can't imagine I don't know they how the fuck they've ended up in the Premier League again. So bad. And like on the Vincent Company thing, it's, it's stupidity to play that kind of football against good teams. We said this at the beginning of the season. He... Fair play if you come and you try it. Yeah. But it really wasn't working. It's it, not working. It's getting we battered. are in December, mate, and you are staring down the barrel of relegation. There's a reason they've won one home game all season and it was against the worst team in the league. It's because you're playing suicide football like what Ange is doing at Spurs. But because Spurs are better than 90% of the teams in the league, that's going to work. Whereas Burnley are not better than... They're, they are literally they worse in, yeah, than they are, the league, So they're like. the worst team, so it's not going to work. So, I don't know. Of Vincent Company, fair enough. First home win, fair, fair play. But Burnley fans, I wouldn't what get excited. You're getting relegated, the mate. second worst manager in the league beating the worst manager in the league. Paul Heckenbottom, I think, is all but out. Yeah. Chris Wilder, rumoured to, and might already be taken over by the time this podcast comes out. It fills me with, like, no inspiration whatsoever. <laughs> I saw a stat is if... Um, Chris Wilder does get the Sheffield United job a quarter of the Premier League will be managed by ex-Watford managers <laughs> that's not who nuts. are they so you've got Wilder yep um, Sean Dyche Sean Dyche uh, you've got Marco Silva Marco Silva that's a good one um, who else we got let me look at the teams Rob Edwards Hodgson Hodgson that's five that's, that's nuts. a quarter of the Premier League that's nuts that's where Ten Hag going to end that's up soon. <laughs> Watford. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. That um, was like when what was it when we were doing the goalkeeper ranking and we noticed that like a weird amount of them have played for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's because Arsenal's cycle goalkeepers <laughs> yeah. like we're going to be Rams down next through managers. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, Sheffield United are done and dusted. Yeah, like, I agree. Chris Wilder is not the guy either. No, not at all. Like if you're looking, if anything, is is you've literally just gone from bad. To bad, it's it's sideways. I he is, he almost has rather big Sam. He has more pedigree than Heckenbottom, but there are more, there's a plethora of managers out there. If you've got to just be willing to take a risk. Like QPR, you take an unknown Spanish handsome man, call him in, and you're playing nice football. Obviously, Sheffield United are different kettle of fish. They've got takeover issues. They've got monetary issues. Not that QPR don't, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just an uninspired choice I know Chris Wilder's probably got a lot of stock with the fans and maybe that's what they need they need like a 
someone to get the fans back he on went side. to Middlesbrough and failed with Middlesbrough yeah like he's not done anything since I know Prem's heating up though Chelsea beat Brighton 3-2 that was interesting Newcastle beat Man United New- United oh we've already done a how to fix Man United but they are in dire straits I've seen a lot of people come in for Radford now I think his time is up I saw someone tweet that Rashford is what Aubameyang was towards the end of his tenure at Arsenal. He's a player that will give you moments, but this, this manager is trying to impart a very new style of play and trying to shoehorn Aubameyang, trying to shoehorn Marcus Rashford in is to the detriment of this manager's new style of play. They're playing him out on the right now. And, then and he they, is looking got, um, Martial playing Yeah, I don't know how Martial is back in the team over Hodgeland. I think he hasn't completed a 90 minutes for them in like four years or something. Honestly, May United fans, I'm oh, fucking, I'm so glad. I don't have, like, I, I'm sick of talking I about them. And I, and I, I don't want to talk about them anymore. Um, Before we end, I want to do some Arsenal propaganda. I mean, we're looking at the table now. And we should do, because we're top. And it's for the 4th of December, so we're starting to see it really shape up and how we're going to see it end, basically. Indeed. Arsenal, fair play to them. I, I've, I haven't been their biggest plaudits this year I probably haven't given them well, a lot of people haven't they said that we haven't but I feel like as an Arsenal fan yourself you, you'd probably admit that you haven't played the scintillating football you played no. at the beginning of last season and I think that comes with playing Champions League that as well but if you take a bit off the front add, add a bit to the back we are and we said this about Declan Rice so much more solid now best XG against um, least yeah yeah least XG against I think we're on like 10 goals like should have been conceded all season in 14 games which is nuts yeah that's great I mean the detriment of your team last season was the injury to Saliba you've brought in someone like Declan Rice who's going to take the weight off someone like Saliba yeah people are... and it's and that weight gets taken off higher up the pitch so indeed that only benefits your attacking players I mean for me you don't have to be special you don't have to be Outrageous and smashing team six, five, no. four, seven, nil every week. If you're winning and getting three points on the board, you're doing something that Man City's not doing at the minute. And that's what I'm saying. Like everybody goes on about how when Man City click, they win 14 games in a row, and you just don't notice it. But what if you click? Uh, that's what I'm saying. What if we click and we get a run of like 10 games in a row? We go clear. So all in all, I think we're good. We touch wood. Quite good with injuries at the moment. I know Tommy Asu went off last game, but he's come in and him and Ben White are being able to cover each other. Tommy Asu um, can also cover left back, which is nice. When's Jurian Timber due back? Uh, they say like... End of Jan? Like, yeah, February time, but oh. I don't know about that. But yeah, I think with squad depth is good, better than ever. I think all of this basically leads me on to We're say... we Havertz hitting a little bit of form as well. Yeah, two goals. In, oh, three and three, two and two. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Do we need to put more respect on Arteta's name? I know we say this. Everyone okay. says he bottled it last no, season. And maybe he I did. Mean, maybe his injuries. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he hasn't won anything. He I won mean, the it FA is Cup. what it is. But he, the 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 meaningful silverware will bring him respect. Yeah, I think he has respect. Mm. You don't you don't take Man City to a title challenge without earning some kudos along the way. You don't be top of the Premier League for so long last season. And then oh, this does season, he have enough respect? Is what I'm you saying. don't completely clear your group in the Champions League without having some respect we know how good of a manager he is mm. it's working and we're seeing I'm it seeing people you not beat, put respect on Pep. his name you've beaten Pep in the Community Shield this year and, and in, in the league and in the league like you don't do that yeah and I think what I want him to get respect for is the ability to come into a toxic club a club where there's big fish earning too much money 
and this happens at a lot of big clubs you can say Man United Chelsea they've had this as well to come in as a and at this point he's a manager that has no experience or anything so he hasn't even got that kind of the only money he's in got the bank is that was Pep's assistant exactly he's yeah. got no money in the bank apart from the fact that he was an ex-Arsenal player but he's got no money like managerial money in the bank he's got well nice hair though he's a handsome man maybe that's what's getting him along handsome, most handsome ma- manager in the Prem oh, Dice is up there um, anyway I mean, Chris Wilder's coming back as well yeah come on Hodgson oh, my boy Hodgie he's at he's Mate, on the level to come into a toxic environment strip the club rebuild it new kind of way of thinking in the hardest league in the world and shift out your goalkeeper and do that all while competing against arguably the best Premier League team ever to do all of that why are we not saying this is a masterstroke because people have come it in is. It people is. have come into Man United not being able to do that kind of rebuild of a club people come into Chelsea they've had about 17 managers in the last year not being able to rebuild a club to, to rebuild a club is that I think, harder I think than winning well, like, trophies? You need to think about going on behind the scenes. Edu's done a massive job. Yeah, I, think shout he's out been, Edu. I think he's been a massive part of this. Um, and you've been backed. You've been backed um, it was with smart decisions. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I you have to give him respect. You have to give him respect. I don't know how much respect you're looking for. I don't know if you want loads. You just want like a Spurs fan to just. Third start. best manager in the Premier League, and he's coming for second. But I feel like we can draw parallels to Eddie Howe at Newcastle. I mean, he, they were literally doomed. This time when he took over two years ago, they were in the relegation zone at a point level where, like, I think three teams in entire Premier League history had survived. And he had them finishing the top 10. Eddie Howe is an interesting one, actually. Top 10. Look at the injuries that they've had this, this season. Mm. Eddie Howe they've is been, a close they've parallel. They've shafted against PSG. They've beaten Man United. Maybe we should do a what does James Lawrence all call his little wanky videos where he does the like ripple a, nah where he does like an in-depth kind of analysis oh, I don't know like the narrative or something something we should do a in-depth analysis and comparison between Eddie Howe and Mikel Arteta and but for me that was just as toxic an environment I mean mm. obviously they had just had the takeover but a lot of people are just saying he's a stepping stone yeah and look what he's doing so yeah for me it's mental Anything else you want to touch on? Nah, I think that's all good, mate. All good. Thank you very much for watching, guys. It's been Board Draw, episode number 73. Everything you need is down in the description below. Check it out. We'll be back soon as well because we've got midweek prem. Midweek prem. Oh, I love the December fixture. Give me fixture congestion. It's Board Draw, episode 73, and it's live. <laughs>